Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 10. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. Tonight, it's just me and Dana. No Tasha tonight. She'll be back very, very soon. But Dana, it is finally here. We are we, we have arrived. It is round one of the NRL. Uh, you know, as a Newcastle Knights fan, I have to admit, uh, the nerves are... Yeah, as, as round one's approaching, uh, I guess everyone in the Hunter is a little bit nervous, but uh, Dana, we talk about this on most episodes, but you must be feeling pretty confident as a Melbourne Storm fan. Um, you know, you just continue to find uh, a lot of uh, great players, but in all seriousness, there were a couple of really impressive juniors on display during the trials. Um, young Wishart, a bit of a famous uh, family name there in rugby league. You guys just continue to find these great players. Yeah, I, um, I've had like lots of mixed uh, emotions coming into this, this season, especially, um, you know, for the first time in a very long time, I think there's a lot of uh, obviously talks about everyone that's leaving at the end of this season. So, you know, normally I had someone ask me the other day, is this common for NRL to kind of put out all these people that are leaving a club and joining a new club, obviously the, with the Dolphins, um, before the season's even begun? Uh, and I'm like, no, I've never, never once have I, witnessed or heard of, you know, knowing where a player is going before they've even completed that final season. So I think that was a, I would like to think it was kind of a a media scare tactic to get a lot of people stressed that Melbourne Storm were going to be bad or kind of encourage all these, like it's a New South Wales thing. They've put it out. They're telling where they're going to go. So, you know, all these New South Wales supporters and all these clubs are like, yes, we're going to finally beat Melbourne. And I'm like, no, come on, pipe down. They haven't left yet. Uh, we've, We've still got one year, but you know, like you said, these new kids coming through, I'm so excited. They, um, it's just you got Jonah Pezza, you got Jack Howarth, you got Tyron Wishart. He is incredibly fast. But then, like you said, that Will Warbrick is just, he is the tallest man I have ever seen. I was, I was lucky enough to witness him in the trial games. And he's just a giant, but he's just got such speed and agility to him as well. Like you wouldn't want to have him running at you, I'll tell you that much. But, you know, Xavier Coates is another a massive seal that Storm have gotten, and I'm so excited. Um, you know, it is there's a lot riding on uh, the first round for Melbourne, though, because we do have a – it's 21 years in a row we've won our round one game. So it's against the Tigers this week, so, you know, should be right. But <laughs> – uh, it, you know, you're just rattling off, uh, you know, outstanding players. It must be so difficult to be a Melbourne Storm supporter. But, uh, no, look, it's going to be interesting. A bit sheltered there with some of those longer-term contracts. I remember James Maloney, he signed a contract from, from the New Zealand Warriors and went to the Roosters. I feel like it was like four years in advance. So it's been happening for a little while. But, yeah, you're right, Melbourne Storm certainly haven't experienced it. But one thing I would say is how about this rivalry that's going to happen between the Melbourne Storm and the Redcliffe Dolphins next year? Obviously, that's for me and you to discuss next year, but I think that's going to be um, one hell of a battle. Um, all right, well, let's dive into our listener questions. And, yeah, well, we, we could have guessed it. The question everyone wants to know is which team is going to win the minor premiership to start with? Who is going to be in first place on the ladder at the end of the regular season? Um, I'm going to jump in quickly. Dana, I hate to say this in front of you, but I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to 
take your mob, the Melbourne Storm. Um, it's got, I've said this on multiple episodes in the past. It's got Last Dance vibes to it. Um, you know, a lot of the team is moving on. So I think the groups come together. Um, they won't admit it publicly, but I think they've come together and said, look, this is an opportunity for us to win a premiership. I think if they don't, uh, they're really missing. They're really missing an opportunity there. Um, what about yourself, Dana? Um, you know, typically there are usually two, three, four teams that are in the running each year, but, you know, there's not a lot between them. Uh, so I've found that every time Storm uh, become minor premiers, we lose a premiership. So <laughs> I'm not going with Storm because I would much rather finish third or fourth and then get that granny win because, like, it's like this season just gone. You know, 19 in a row is great, but winning a grand final would have been better. So I'm going to pick the Roosters. I think they've got a really strong line coming in this year. Um, I think they've done the work. I think they've learned from their mistakes, and I think they'll, they'll finish on top. They're not getting the granny, but they'll, they'll get that minor premiership. All right, let's jump into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to plan at all. Um. And they run through our ass like through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> I love that soundbite, and uh, I've definitely missed the breakdown. In the breakdown, each and every week we feature two of the I guess two of the biggest games uh, from the upcoming round in round one of the NRL. Uh, Dana, let's dive into it as we see the, uh, well, last year's champions, the Penrith Panthers, coming up against the Manly Sea Eagles. Uh, You know, Dana, this is going to be quite an interesting contest because, you know, you can certainly see why the NRL has put these two teams together. But, um, you know... uh, I guess, you know, everyone would have been expecting, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks ago that Penrith would have quite easily won this game. But, you know, let's start talking about Manly. Um, you know, they're going, to be, they're going to be stepping into this game and they're going to be wanting to start their season on the right foot. I'm actually really excited for this game because I think Manly are going to come back with a bit of a vengeance. Um, you know, they made it to that final series but just didn't quite get there. Like they, but I think they've got... The, I think they've got the players and they've got the squad that if they're going to get a good run at a final series and have a really, really good season um, off to a, a great start, you know, unlike last year, I think they lost, what, first four in a row, I think. Um, you know, it's not, you know, it's not how you want to start a season. It's not how you want to go in with that mentality of, you know, or with off with losses. So I am, I'm really excited to see how hard Manly have been working in the off season. Um, you know, as mentioned in previous podcast where we focused on Manly. I'm not the biggest fan of Daily Cherry Evans, but I really hope that he can step up and kind of prove as to why he's the captain and why he should be, uh, you know, that point to that point of contact and that, that person to lead Manly into this next era. Yeah, it's definitely going to be in- interesting because, um, you know, at the time of this podcast, you know, we're not sure whether Nathan Cleary is going to play. Look, for me, I just don't know why you would risk, um, you know, players in that first round. You know, I, I think you've definitely got to, um, you know, play it, cau- you know, play it cautiously. Um, you know, certainly with a lot of your star players. But you know, I, I guess the thing with Manly Dana is they're going to they're going to be desperate to show that this just wasn't a a one year wonder because Manly have a track record of doing that. They come out of nowhere, they're outstanding, they win a competition, they dominate in a semi-final, and then the next year they just sort of, uh, I guess, fall away. I guess the one rebuttal to that is they have this little player, um, I think everyone's probably heard of him by now, last year's Daily M medalist, Tom Travojevic. 
what's your feeling on Manly? Are those days of, I, I guess, you know, uh, being up, being down, are those days over now that you've got Tom at the at the top of his career at the moment? Yeah, I think Tom's definitely come into his element. And obviously, you know, the Dalian last year, I think he is able to push himself and his two brothers that are now part of the squad, you know, and alongside, you know, Josh Schuster and you know, Carl Lawton, you've got all these massive names, but with Daz, with Des, sorry, Desi Hasler at the, the helm of it all, I actually, I genuinely hope for the sake of Manly supporters that they, it isn't like a, a one-year wonder kind of thing because they've got the skills there and they've got the players that could make the final series and be grand final squad, but I think it's how they use them. Uh, and I guess it also comes into avoiding that, that cheeky little spicy cough uh, in, in relevant moments as well. And just injuries as well as you've got those kind of older players hanging in as well. You don't want that to, to detriment kind of the, the hey, game for the year. Dana, that's an incredible call. Uh, you know, I guess we're all living with COVID you know, uh, in this new um, weird society we live in, but you're exactly right. Like, you know, one minute, you know, you, you know, all of your key players could just suddenly be out. So, and I think that's going to happen this year. So we're already seeing some issues there with Adam Reynolds um, up there in Brisbane. So no, look, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they go. Um, you know, I agree. I think Manly are going to stabilize. I think they're going to be more consistent. I think they're going to be a regular top team now in the competition because for the first time in a lot of years, they've been able to stabilize their roster Dana, they've finally been able to figure out their salary cap. They've finally been able to, I guess, get some of these players on longer-term contracts, and I think that's the key to being a consistent football team. Uh, Dana, just one quick thing on Manly before we move over to the Penrith Panthers. A little bit of a concern there. They are missing their two-star second rowers coming into this game, Josh Schuster and uh, Hamali um, Olakawatu. Um, you know, they're going to be missing the, the early rounds there. Um, you know, thoughts on that, you know, we'll, we'll, I guess, test out some of Manly's, uh, you know, depth in the squad, but, you know, coming off the preseason where a lot of these younger players, they've been working really hard. It's probably the best time for some of these younger players to get that opportunity. I think, you know, getting past the first round is going to be the hardest part for them because although they've got those players out, like you got, yeah, Penrith this week, but the following two weeks is you got the Roosters, which could go either way, and then you got the Bulldogs and the Raiders. So I think that if they can make it through this week with giving those kids that experience, which I think, like you said, that stabilisation and that that support system they've got going there, I think if they can get through this little hurdle of Penrith, I reckon they'll be good to go and they'll they'll give a fire season. But I guess we're just going to have to wait and see. Yeah, Dana, I'm getting some mixed messages coming through here in the earpiece that Nathan Cleary might actually be playing in this game. So I'm getting a lot of mixed news out of it. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think they'd take any chances. But yeah, if Nathan Cleary plays, uh, I, I think this is going to be an incredible showdown. Uh, Dana, we have covered the Penrith Panthers quite a lot throughout the offseason, obviously commending them on their premiership victory. Um, I guess, you know, there's a few things to talk about here, but one of the big things is complacency. And Dana, you know, this is a high-quality team. They are going to compete for a premiership, but, you know, there's quite a few rounds that they're going to have to fight their way through. And, um, yeah, talk to us a little bit about Panthers and I guess the challenge in terms of, you know, fighting that complacency. I think the something that the, Pen, that the Penrith Panthers haven't had to deal with for such a long time is being able to back up what they've put out on the field because they had an incredible 2020 
although came crashing down at the end, they turned around and went, all right, we got this. And they came back 2021 stronger than ever through all of the hurdles that everyone faced and got to the end and got to the top of that competition. So they proved that point from 2020. The issue they now have is backing up a grand final win because, you know, we've mentioned those top four teams. You've got the, you know, Storm, Panthers, Roosters and Rabbitohs. They tend to have that top four finish that can kind of back up a premiership run, for example. Um, So I think that's going to be something that they need to focus on. And you keep mentioning Nathan Cleary, but you've got to remember this is a team sport. You cannot put all your eggs in one basket. And if you drop Nathan Cleary and the whole card house comes crashing down, they're going to have to reassess their squad. Yeah, no, and I, and I think and I think they're the one team that can sort of cover a lot of these out, outside. I think you're right there. You know, and part of, I guess, you know, boosting this team is, you know, sort of having some of these younger players come through. I know Isaac Tago, as an example, you know, great young talent. Um, you know, Western Sydney's got, um, you know, it's the rugby league nursery of the world. So, um, no, going to be interesting to see how they go there. The loss of Apicorosau, uh, Viliami Kikau next year as well. Dana, that's got similar vibes to what's happening at Melbourne too. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays into things. And, you know, I guess the only downfall of having a star-studded squad is this team's going to get hit pretty heavy in the state of origin period. So, you know, as much as you do want to ease into the season, you really do want to rack up these two points at the start of the season. All right, Dana, no sitting on the fence. We've got to predict this one. What's your tip for this game? Uh, this is going to be a massive game to open the season um, on Thursday uh, there at Blue Bet Stadium, Penrith. Where are you going here? You know what? If I was going to say Manly, but the fact that it's Panthers' home game after a grand final win, I think that's just going to kind of light the fire in them and it's going to again, make them want to kind of prove that point and reiterate that we are the champions. Um, So I think the Panthers are going to get this one. Yeah, I like that. Look, I'm going to go bold. I'm going to say Manly are going to come away with an upset here. Uh, it's going to be really... I think Tom Trevojevic will have an outstanding performance. What's he going to do? He's going to score two or three tries at least. Put that in your multi and thank me later. Uh, but no, look, Tom, it's going to be very interesting to watch him play this season. He had a historic performance last year, and we have never seen a player back that up in the history of rugby league. Whenever we've seen a player absolutely dominate the competition, the next year they tend to fall away. Is Tom Trevojevic different? We're going to have to see... Manly for me. All right, let's jump into our next feature game, and it is the Brisbane Broncos coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Dana, you know, this is a very, very interesting game because, you know, you've grown up watching the Brisbane Broncos who, uh, and, you know, similar to me, you know, that they, they, was, they were so dominant. You know, they were, they were one of the best teams in the competition. Um, you know, they were almost the, the dynasty before the Melbourne Storm. In recent years, they have been, you know, let's be honest, they've been an absolute mess What's your feelings on the Brisbane Broncos coming into the preseason? Because, you know, with Ben Eichen coming into that general manager position, Kevy Walters sort of getting his feet, you get a bit of a sense that Brisbane are slowly trying to rebuild this thing. First off, I think you forget uh, the age difference between us because I've always known Brisbane to sit on that bottom of the ladder. <laughs> I'm <laughs> aging you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm aging you. Well, but, um, back, back, yeah. back, back in the day, there was, you know, Darren Lockyer <laughs> when, you know, there was, uh, there was some, uh, you know, back-to-back-to-back premierships there. But, no, you're right. It, it, it has been lean for many, many, many years now, and it's, it's sort of a distant memory. But, um, yeah, what, what's your thoughts on Kevy? What's your thoughts on Ben Eichen? And, um, you know, they picked up a couple of handy players there in Reynolds and Capewell. You know, is that enough to really turn this thing around? Because, look, it got dark there for a couple of years. 
Yeah, look, it's it's rough. It's looking rough. Um, you know, you've got so much potential in the new signings that have come to Brisbane, but also the, the, the team that they've kind of had. I feel like consistency was something that they lacked in because some weeks they would lose by 50 points and others it would be close and it only comes down to a, a two-point kind of goal. So I think they've got a lot of work cut out for them. Um, I think that, you know, having Branko Lee, who did a stint at Storm, uh, Albert Kelly, Billy Walters, I think, you know, those players come with that little bit of experience and that diversity uh, into that, you know, that Broncos team that I think they need, um, you know, take off a bit of pressure from Corey Oates and obviously Adam Reynolds coming in, whether he's kind of ready to go for round one or not, I think is a good indication that they're on the right track. Uh, you know, they're starting to get these people in. Once it settles down, um, probably not this year, but over the next couple of years, I think they'll start climbing their way back up that ladder, but they really have the work cut out for them. Dana, you know, I, a lot of the times when you when you look back and you think about, um, you know, the New Zealand Warriors, they always had this reputation of being a fast-starting team, but if you just hang with them, grind them down, you'll be able to, I guess, you know, they, they won't want to fight it out in the trenches and they will, they'll lose, you know. That's been the Brisbane Broncos, you know. When you watch any of their performances in the first 20 minutes, they can match it with any team in the competition, but every single week they completely fall, fold, they completely fade and they collapse. And I think that's something that... Obviously, they've been working to address. Dana, how do they go about doing it? I think it's as simple as they need to bridge the gap between, I guess, some of their, you know, average, you know, players in the squad and their superstars. You know, you see players like Payne Hass, who, you know, we talk about Jason Tamalolo, but I don't think we've ever seen a guy like Payne. This guy is unbelievable in terms of his ability. Um, Katoni Staggs had a few injuries. I think he's an out-and-out superstar. I guess my point is there are some high-quality players in this team that put in each and every week, but the gap between them and the rest of the roster, it's been significant. Hopefully, Kevy's been able to bridge that, and we can see a little bit of consistency because that is the key for the Broncos. Can they be consistent? Uh, Dana, all right, let's flip it over and talk about the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Now... As we spoke about throughout the preseason, this is going to be box office television in terms of the South Sydney Rabbitohs experience because here's a club who not just made it to the grand final, they did it without their best player. They almost beat the Penrith Panthers. I mean, how we're not sitting here thinking that the Rabbitohs are going to go one better and win the Premiership, but Dana, you lose the super coach, you lose your captain, you lose your star halfback. Where are the South Sydney Rabbitohs and, yeah, how, how are you, I guess, how are you feeling about the Rabbitohs coming into this round one clash? It's funny because as a, a Melbourne supporter, I've always hated the Rabbitohs and I don't know why. <laughs> I think it was something that was just kind of like ingrained in you as you kind of become a store member. It's like, yes, we also don't like the Roosters and we don't like the Bunnies. But um, over the years, I've got a bit of a soft spot for them. You know, there's still a couple uh, problematic players, is how we'll put them, um, that I still, you know, don't like and I think need to kind of fix their off-the-ground thing, off-the-ground uh, performance off, to off, help. Off the field? It, yeah, that one. Oh, <laughs> to, we got there in the end. Uh, off-the-field performance to kind of help their on-the-field performance. But I think that they're on like... Like the Broncos, they are on the right track. They're just about 15 steps ahead. So, you know, they've got some incredible names coming into this 
this year. Um, Campbell Graham, Josh Mansour, obviously Latrell Mitchell, um, you know, just to name a few, Cody Walker. It's just a backline of star-studded players. Um, but I think, you know, Jason Demetrio, he was under their head coach that they've had for so long. You know, he, I think he learnt a lot. Uh, I think he kind of sat back and kind of took on what he could. And I I think that that Jason is kind of in that, that headspace of, right, we've we made it to a grand final. Let's do what the Panthers did. Let's turn around. Let's have one of the best years in our club's history and prove a point that we've we've got this. You know, we're not just the little bunnies from from South Sydney. Like, you know, bunnies can be scary too. I love that. I love that. And it's not going to be a teardown because that, that's not what you want. You don't want to reach a grand final and have to tear this whole thing down. You're right. I think they'll be doing the very best they can to just add a couple more pieces, try and get back there. A little bit of a bold prediction. He's not going to be in this clutch. He's obviously suspended for a little bit, but um, my daily end prediction is Latrell Mitchell. I think he is going to come in and have a unbelievable season. Uh, I know he's going to be competing against Tom Travojevic and a few other stars, but um, Latrell Mitchell, watch out for him. And, and look, Cody Walker, he was on another planet next year. If he can just match that performance this year, I mean, you know, that in itself is going to be pretty special. Uh, all right, Dana, uh, look, for me, I, I, I think the South Sydney Rabbitohs get the job done here. Um, I think the Broncos, uh, my antis- look, I think it's going to be very, very close heading into halftime. But in the back end of that game, I just think the talent is, um, there's just too much talent there for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. I've got the Rabbitohs winning this one quite comfortably. What about yourself? Now, like you said, I think... Because they are missing Latrell Mitchell, I think um, that time off, you know, that loss, that heartbreak of losing a grand final, uh, especially when there were some extremely controversial calls that should have gone Bunny's way, um, but, you know, it can't change the past. Uh, I think that might kind of hang uh, hang over them, have a little dark cloud kind of over over the bunny. So I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and we're going to go the Broncos because I think they've taken their time in the off-season to push themselves to build it. Yes, they might not have Adam Reynolds, but, you know, they haven't had Adam Reynolds before, so what's the difference? That would be, I mean, Brisbane Broncos fans, uh, you know, if they didn't love you before, Dana, they certainly are loving you now. That would be an incredible upset. And, uh, you know, just as a reminder, we do do our underdog tips of the week. It's easy to pick favourites every week, but we're bold here at Mojo. Each week we both pick a, well, we all pick a, an underdog tip of the week. Uh, Dana, I'm going to lock that one down for you. Manly to beat South Sydney. Uh, let's see how that one goes. All right, well, let's jump into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. Oh, my boss is singing closing time. Maybe that's what you're yeah, and each week on Rapid Fire, well, we're going to fire through the remaining games. Uh, look, it's going to be incredible. Now, Dana, just be honest, I, I, I think I already know the answer, but you're going to watch each and every one of these games, uh, the full 80 minutes. Um, yeah, we're all desperate here when it comes to NRL football. Excited to have it back. All right, well, let's jump through my first block of games, and we see the Canberra Raiders coming up against the Cronulla Sharks. Look, it's a 50-50 split here in terms of which team is going to uh, be successful. Obviously, the Sharks are on the road up against the Canberra Raiders. But the Raiders, they are reeling after losing their big signing, their halfback in Jamal Fogarty. Um, That's going to be particularly challenging. Look, I think this is going to be a very, very close match, but I love what I've been uh, seeing from the Cronulla Sharks throughout the trials. 
Um, you know, I was a little bit concerned in terms of the support that, um, you know, Nico Hines is going to need in this new system when it comes to the Sharks. I've kind of flipped my thoughts on that. Nico Hines just needs to be the guy. He just needs to take control of this. Forget about the people in and around him. That will sort itself out. Nico Hines needs to take control of this football team, take his game to that next level. Um, and, you know, we're going to see that come round one. You know, if the Sharks win this game, which is going to be my prediction, my underdog tip of the week, I think Nico Hines shines here and is man of the match. All right, well, let's fly through to my next game, and we see the Sydney Roosters coming up against my mighty Newcastle Knights, as I say each and every week, the greatest uh, football franchise in the world. Uh, Dana, this isn't exactly the draw that we were hoping for coming up against the Sydney Roosters. The Roosters got absolutely punished last season with an injury toll that we have not seen in many, many years. All of their stars were injured, Um, you know, the countless retirements. We have spoken throughout the preseason that this is redemption season for them. They are going to start very, very fast. They're going to have revenge on their mind. Luke Keery, um, you know, Jerome Luai took his origin jersey. He's going to hit the ground running uh, early on. So in other words, very, very difficult situation for the Newcastle Knights. And one of the biggest uh, question marks, one of the biggest clouds that hangs over the Newcastle Knights is will Kalen Ponga stick with the Newcastle Knights? I think we really need to put in some strong performances in the first month. Uh, look, I think you guys know where I'm going to go. My head says the Sydney Roosters. My heart says the Newcastle Knights. Uh, let's call that one a draw and see how the Newcastle Knights can hold on there against a very, very high-quality Sydney Roosters team. And to round it off, uh, the New Zealand Warriors take on the uh, the Dragons. Dana, it's uh, it's going to be really interesting to see this this uh, this clash because I feel like the New Zealand Warriors each and every year are slept on. They're just that team that, you know, floats in and around the eight, you know, usually sort of, you know, struggles towards the back end of the season, falls out of semifinals contention. But, Dana, you look at their roster, and it is stacked. I mean, Sean Johnson returns, Reese Walsh, you know, he's a bit of a heartthrobber there. Adam Fanua-Blake is, you know, if not the best uh, front rower in the game, he's one of them. So, look, the Warriors, um, I think they're getting slept on. I think they're going to win this game. They have an incredible roster. Just quickly on the Dragons, um, the best juniors in the game right now. Um, I think we could be looking at something really, really special in three to four years' time, but I think it's a little bit too much to ask them to, uh, you know, a lot of these younger players to star, um, especially in round one. So I've got the Warriors winning there, um, but, yeah, tune in. I think that's going to be a cracking clash. All right, Dana, take us home with the last three games from round one. Alrighty. Well, just quickly, I'm happy you mentioned Nico with the Sharks because I backed that as well. I'm very sorry, but your Newcastle Knights will go down uh, harshly, and I'm just going to say good luck with that. Um, but, yeah, again, I back the Warriors as well. They've had a rough couple of years. You know, they're at home, then they're not. Then they're at home, and then they're not. And then they're, yeah, I don't know where they're going, and they're flooded at the moment. So, oh, I hope they, they go all right. But, um, yeah, so we've got up my mighty Melbourne Storm uh, at Combank Stadium against the Western Tigers. So, you know, we all know, oh, I mean, it's hard for me to just be like, oh, yeah, Storm, we're going to win because that's the easy bet. But then you've also got to look at, um, you know, COVID could change that in a blink of an eye. Uh, Ryan Pappenhausen is still up in the air if he shows up. Uh, Cooper Johns is out for four to six months because he did his shoulder at a trial match the other week. So, you know, we've got a couple uh, holes in the the main kind of lineup that I think will might cause some issues. But, you know, the Tigers have got a point to prove. You know, it's one of the hardest teams to face against coming into the 2022 season and your first round off, you know, a pretty disappointing series last year. So 
Unfortunately for the Tigers, I am going to go my mighty Melbourne Storm for the win on that one. Uh, we've then got uh, the Eels and the Titans, which this is uh, a monumental year, I think. You know, they've just introduced their NRLW teams as well. So now you've got the whole kind of franchise rounding out both Parramatta Eels and the Gold Coast Titans. So, you know, I think that Parramatta, again, they they both have a point to prove. They both made that top eight last year. Um, they've got to push themselves. And I think that, you know, it's hard to to kind of rely on Parramatta's hard hitters when you've got such young guns coming through, um, like Campbell coming through the Titans system that you can't overlook them anymore. So I guess that's my my underdog pick of the week is the Gold Coast Titans kind of getting the win over the the Paramount Eels. I don't know if it's going to be a massive win. We're going to say it's a two or four pointer, but uh, it's going to be a very interesting game to watch. And then to to round out this week, you've got uh, your Cowboys versus your Bulldogs. And as much as I understand what the Bulldogs are doing, they are. Un- I think they're throwing a lot of money at a lot of players, uh, and they need to back that up with the performance that they are worth the money that the Bulldogs have spent on these these massive players coming into their system. Because if you can you can throw money at them all you want, but if they don't perform how you think they are and how you've watched them kind of perform, it's the reason you've brought them into your side. I think that's going to kind of really play against you in some way. So, you know, you hope that those players are there for the right reasons, not just for the money, but, you know, you can't forget the North Queensland Cowboys. They have been, again, a rough couple of years. They're kind of both these, these teams have always kind of sat in that bottom half and that bottom eight. Um, so it could go either way. Um, it's a tough one. Um, but you know what? Unfortunately, I'm going to go against the Bulldogs. And as much as I love Josh Adokar, I just don't think he's going to be able to push a whole squad across the line. So we're going to go with the the Cowboys for that one. Yeah, I love that. And you know, just quickly, you know, it's, it's you know, you're right when you about your Storm uh, challenges in that round one. Uh, no Cam Munster, no Harry Grant as well, no Tui uh, Kamakamitha as well. So, you know, plenty of players out, but um, let's see where the Melbourne Storms Reserve great squad can continue to go out there and dominate. Um, and, yeah, love that call on the Canterbury Bulldogs. I, I you know, it, it's as if they've, they've gone out, they've brought, you know, a brand-new motor in the car, they've got a new paint job, windows are tinted, um, subwoofers, Dana, they still put subwoofers in the car. They've got them in place, but there's no steering wheel. I keep coming back to that. Matt Burton may be there, but there's question marks in around that halfback position. So, uh, And the Cowboys, you're right. A lot of pressure on them to have a big year. A little bit of tip for you, Chad Townsend. He uh, obviously is moving up to North Queensland. A little bit of pressure on him, but um, he's an out-and-out professional. The veteran presence that they've needed. Um, yeah, expect Chad Townsend to have a big season in 2022. I just want to mention, doesn't matter how much you do up a Commodore, it's still not a Ferrari. Yeah, well, uh, I guess, you know, Canterbury Bulldogs fans will be hoping that, um, yeah, a lot of their new recruits will lead to a victory in round one. You're right, I think it's going to be very, 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 very close. Uh, let's see who wins that one. That's all the time we have uh, tonight. Just want to thank you, Dana. Always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. To our fans, yes, that's right. NRL Round 1 is back. Enjoy. Uh, sit on the couch. Get out to football games. Uh, yeah, try and watch as much football as you possibly can. Support your team. Go out. Buy yourself a membership. This is going to be a big year for the NRL in 2022. Uh, to our listeners, uh, continue to support Mojo. We're going to be bringing you more and more content in the rugby league space. We do appreciate your support. Continue to download the podcast share with family and friends and until next week we'll catch you then
You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.